Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be a pleasing and blessing to you. Hide me behind the cross so that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone will be seen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I get excited every Easter Sunday because I remember that God raised him. God raised him. We gather this morning as a people who have been gathered up in Jesus Christ during this past Lenten season. In the familiar gospel lesson that you heard, read in your hearing, I would suggest to you that we can look at the three main characters and glean something from their presence and responses on that first Easter morning. I would suggest to you, first of all, that when the beloved disciple ran to the tomb and finally went in and saw that the tomb was empty and the word of God says he believed, we know that he did not understand that Jesus had risen from the dead. So the question is, what did he believe? 
He believed that Jesus Christ had conquered death. And I want to share with those of you who are grieving loved ones, who are terminally ill, understand that Jesus and Jesus Christ has conquered death. Death no longer has a sting for those who have accepted him as Savior and Lord. The beloved disciple believed. As I look at Mary's response, first of all, we see that she weeps. She's gone to the disciples. She's told them that Jesus is no longer in the tomb, and she tells them, and Peter and that beloved disciple, of course, run to the tomb, and they agree with her. He's no longer there. They go home. She remains in the garden, grief-stricken, brokenhearted, not knowing what to do next. But then we hear in God's word, after she seeks out the gardener to tell her where he is, we hear in God's word that when Jesus calls her name, she recognizes him as Jesus and not the gardener. You know, back in uh, John chapter 10, Jesus said that his sheep will recognize his voice. I want to share with you on today, beloved brothers and sisters of the Most High God, those of you who are disciples, never think that Jesus cannot recognize your voice and never think that you cannot recognize his voice. And so Jesus calls Mary by name, and her grief turns to joy. This moment of pure joy is not the end, but it is just the beginning. It is Mary who now encounters the risen Lord. And notice the message that she is to share with the disciples. Not that Jesus is risen. Go back and look at the text. No, she is to share with the disciples that Jesus is ascending And I quote, to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. We're not minimizing the resurrection. This is Resurrection Sunday. But we are to see that the appearance of Jesus Christ is not the counterpart to the cross nor the climax of the story known as the Easter story. The cross brings the incarnation to a close, Jesus Christ. Fully God, made human. But the story of Jesus finds its conclusion only in Jesus' return to God, which is the counterpart to what John referred to in chapter 3, verse 13, as Jesus coming from heaven. The return of Jesus Christ to heaven makes new life possible for the believing community. Everything begins with God and with Jesus' relationship with God. The source of new life lies with God as revealed in Jesus Christ. And so through his ascension, through the ascension of Jesus Christ, the believing community knows God as Jesus knows God. Jesus opens up the possibility of a new and full relationship with God because of his ascension. The intimacy The intimacy of Jesus' relationship with God now marks the believing community's 
intimate relationship with God. Here's the question for you. How intimate is your relationship with God? How intimate is my relationship with God? The good news is because of the ascension, our relationship with God can be as intimate as Jesus Christ's relationship was with God. Yes, Jesus' death on the cross, his revelation of his and God's love for one another, his resurrection and ascension are indeed ultimately about you and you and you and me and all of us. Because that death on the cross and that ascension opens up for those of us who believe fresh possibilities of life as children of God. That's good news. That's good news. Ultimately, 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 this ascension is about God because only as one sees God in Jesus, then one can know what it means to live as God's child. Well, we see that uh, the one witness to the tomb, the beloved disciple looked into the tomb, saw that it was empty, and he believed that Jesus Christ had conquered death. We see Mary taking the news that Jesus Christ has given to her in the garden back to the disciples, declaring to them of Jesus Christ's forthcoming ascension. The question has to be raised. What about Peter? What about Peter? I'm so glad you asked. Because you see, in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, what we discover is that Peter understood that what ultimately was manifested to him, that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead, he was not to keep that to himself. But he was called to be a witness in his everyday life. He was called to be a witness even to those whom he thought he should not be a witness to. Think back to the epistle lesson that was read in your hearing. The backdrop to that lesson was that Peter had a vision and and he thought it was a vision about dietary laws, what to eat, what not to eat. But it really was God sharing with Peter that the gospel of Jesus Christ is for everybody, not just people who belong to Peter's tribe, not just those people who looked like Peter and talked like Peter and who thought like Peter. No, God was revealing to Peter in that vision that Peter had prior to chapter 10, verse 39, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is for everyone. And so what we find then in Acts chapter 10, verses 39 and following, is that Peter is sharing his story. Peter is witnessing to a Gentile soldier. And for you Bible students, you know that Gentiles and Jews were not supposed to relate to one another, let alone a Jew 
entering into the house of a Gentile. But Peter found himself in this Gentile's house telling him the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God loves everybody and God desires for everybody to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter the labels that others have given to you. God loves you and God desires for you to be in a relationship with God. No one, no one is excluded. Yes, here's the good news today. God raised Jesus Christ. And since God raised Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has all power and authority, we too can experience this new life in Jesus Christ, a new life that leads to our witnessing, sharing with others our story, witnessing to others what Jesus Christ has done for us individually and also collectively. Because God raised Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is alive with all power and authority, we can sing as the songwriter sang, I can face my tomorrows. Because God raised Jesus Christ, and because Jesus Christ is alive and has all power and authority, whatever is dead in my life, whatever is dead in your life, be it relationships between spouses, relationships between parents and children, relationships between coworkers, relationships between classmates, whatever, whatever, whatever is dead in my life or whatever is dead in your life, there is hope that it will come to life because God raised Jesus and Jesus Christ is alive with all power and authority. Well, beloved, God raised Jesus from the dead. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has all power and authority, as I've said it before, I will say it again, Jesus Christ has the power to raise you and me individually and even us as the church of Jesus Christ out of any tomb conditions that we may find ourselves in. Dead dreams, low self-esteem, rejection, whatever, whatever, whatever the tomb condition might be, we look to Jesus Christ. We look to the one who has all power and all authority, the one whom we proclaim today is alive. We are, we're thankful for the gift of Easter. We're also thankful for the strength to live into the promise of this new life. Easter ushers in again a call to a new way of living. Easter ushers in a new way of living. This is today of new beginnings. <laughs> this is the day 
for us to give witness to new possibilities and new hopes because of Easter. Let us pray. We give you thanks, holy God, for raising Jesus from the dead because of the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, who has all power and authority. We, his disciples, can go forth from this celebration into your world, proclaiming and bearing witness to the good news that Jesus Christ is alive. Glory be to God. Amen.